welcome back to Ducks on the Podcast. We are on episode 21. Yes. 21. We have returned with, from our vacation. With a special guest, Ben Hamon, Ralph. <laughs> yes, special guest, in, introductory. Yes, back from the spring break. Mm-hmm. Back in the basement. Oh yeah, sacred, sacred intellectual area. Oh yeah. The birthplace of ideas. ideas. <laughs> this is not the birthplace of ideas no, this or is the, the podcast. The silly translation of ideas. Anyway, so last last you guys heard from us, we uh, we were on the patio at the Smith's house, and uh, we had a very nice discussion, Marco and I. Uh, late night discussion mm-hmm. about reviewing spring break and everything. Since then, we could update you guys. Uh, we we left the Smiths' house and uh, drove back. We drove well. We drove and spent the day in uh, Nashville yep. in Tennessee, and then uh, we went to the Cherry Blossom Festival. Right? And yes, we went to the Cherry Blossom Festival, which was uh, very. I would have intriguing. preferred a different one. <laughs> Can you guys do a different festival? Yeah. That would have been very nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm putting some background music on. We'll just turn it down all the way. Yeah. Dude, wouldn't it be great to go to a city like that? Like, I or think I was like there. Monaco? This beautiful. Yeah. Monaco Mark- would be really beautiful to go to. Monaco? Yeah. Small uh, coastal city. Yeah. Marco's putting on uh, Italian uh, like scenic background uh what do you call this like background like music? scenic you know uh it's really screen screensaver background music. yeah screensaver yeah mm-hmm. it's really nice yeah. um and look they how actually... blue that water is oh yeah anyway we're getting sidetracked um <laughs> yeah the, like the, the uh cherry blossom festival it was uh, a lot of people dressed in costumes of japanese culture and uh it, that varied from, from normal to weird yeah normal to weird yeah definitely not my cup of tea me neither. Definitely Maybe not. it's not weird. It's just weird to me. Yeah, a lot of me. A lot of interesting people. I've seen some things that I don't want to see again. But yeah, we uh, we saw the uh, the people banging on the gongs and putting on that performance, and then we walked a little bit to the left, and then we saw a street performance. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, it was uh, anime schoolgirls, um, like dressed in costumes and all that. Uh, dancing in the street, doing a performance to loud uh, music. Sung they by. were lip-syncing music. Yeah, lip-syncing music. And uh, it was an interesting performance, to say the least. Musical performance was good. I like that. But besides that, that's yeah. it. Yep. So, yeah, it was interesting. And then we, we walked around town for a while, too. And uh, we we were jealous of this, this homeless guy just sleeping. In the so middle of the, in the You sun. were jealous of him. <laughs> Why can't we just do that? <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to sleep in the car? <laughs> um, and then we, we had a, we went to the burger joint, right? Bam yeah, Bamburger. Yep. Bam Bam burger. Burger. Yeah, it was really good. Pretty cheap, I think, too, right? It was like $10 for a yeah. meal. For me, it was, yeah, like, it was like $9 for me. I got two burgers for like 8 bucks plus fries. But that, that's only the burgers. Just the burgers. Just, just burgers. The patties. Like mm-hmm. burger patties. Um, yeah, and then uh, then we went, left, and we went to this giant mall, this shopping mall. 
Um, I think it was north of Nashville. Went to uh, get some gifts that we got to give Dan. Right, we got to give Dan his gift. Yeah, the I duck call. Yep. Yep. And then Marco got some um, moonshine. I did get some moonshine. Uh, however, it was not for me. It was for me. It was for Benjamin. Yes. While I was driving. It was for all of us. Ben. Yeah. Ben, uh, someone <laughs> underage drinker. Yeah. No. We it's not, sitting in the liquor cabinet right now. Here. No, ben has the metallic. We follow the laws. Yeah. He, he, he just that's water to him. <laughs> it's just spicy water. You know, when, when I got home, my uh, my, my dad was telling me about uh, Italian moonshine, which is called grappa. And I didn't realize that was Italian moonshine. I tasted it, and it's uh, it tastes okay. If I don't put, if I don't drink too much of it, you know, like I don't like alcohol. It's just me. But it ta- it sure does taste good. I think we can all <laughs> liquor agree. liquor I tastes think we good. We can all agree. I just that. don't like uh, you know. What can we all agree on, Benjamin? That we don't like alcohol that much. I've never had alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all I've right. I've had it at my house with parental supervision. Yeah. No, look at Dolmites. Look, look. That's Dude. what we would be hiking. Dude, that would be sick. You're making me jealous, Marco. I want to go. I want to really go this summer. You're not going to go to Italy? I might. I still have to think about it. I, I like. There's some things that need to be worked out. Coming around the corner, Andrew. Because I'll still be 17 at the time. I mean, dude, just think about Florence, man. Oh, yeah. D- being Florence, you know, look at all the Da Vinci stuff. Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do some roof, just do some free running on the roofs. <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> In Palermo. Assassin's Creed uh, Revelation. Jump into a hay bale. Yeah. Hey, Marco, would you go to uh, Italy next year again in the summer? Probably, yeah. I think, Andrew, didn't we talk about this? The, all of us going all to Europe? Us, yeah, including Dom. Including Dom, yeah. yeah. That would be sick. Anthony. Oh, Anthony. And probably Anthony. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. What is, what is it like, Vatican, dude. Yeah, imagine doing that for like three weeks. Oh, yeah. Next year. Oh, my God, man. Us. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Look at Florence. Look at that. I know. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. I'm going to definitely reserve some time next year for that, if we can do that. Yeah, I'll just go to Italy. I've been wanting to go to Europe one, at once a year, but you know, COVID got in the way. Right, that is true. Right, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens then this summer. Yeah, if you can't come this year, you can come next year. You know, Venice. So where I'll be going. Yeah, when, when does it flood? What, what month does it? What season does it flood in? I don't even know it, that it that it has a season where it would flood. Yeah, yeah, it's it, like a monsoon season. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like. You, you ever seen those videos of Venice when it's like completely flooded? No. They have a, they have a really big flooding problem. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh um, god! All the fish everywhere. It stinks. That's the least of their problems. <laughs> yeah. So you, I've seen some crazy videos, but I just I assume that it's like a certain season where it's it floods more often. This is too distracting. Yeah, maybe maybe okay. a little bit. <laughs> we're just we're just so fixated on the the scenic relaxation film. Anyway, what do you guys take ways individually from spring break? Ben, you go first. Oh, for me. Um, for me, it was kind of uh, a sense of responsibility and freedom at the same time. Yeah, being able to. Do whatever we want, but at the same time, still be within our own boundaries. 
we have the freedom of doing whatever we want and we have a whole entire week to do it so which is really nice because i've gone on a lot of road trips and family vacations but it's usually based off of what everyone wants to do as a collective group or what the parents want to do but for me it was it's a lot of freedom a lot of responsibility but kind of gave me an idea of what i want to do in the future in regard to what like uh road trips Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind cool. of, uh, kind of like putting my foot in the door into uh, traveling. Right. Yeah, it was a really cheap trip for me. I mean, you know, I, I know we didn't go to golf shores. Yeah, considering we didn't go to golf shores, even if we did, though, it'd still be really cheap. Yeah. Like, I think I only spent in total probably like two hundred and fifty dollars. We and that's a stretch. It was... Yeah, with food and gas. Yeah. Plus, you originally know. thinking, what was it going to be like, three hundred fifty? Yeah, mm-hmm. or close gas to four hundred. Really expensive. We yeah, were, we were expecting gas to be around like four dollars twenty cents. Yeah, and gas was like three ninety or lower. Right, the time. right. What about you, Marco? What was your biggest takeaway? Uh, or the biggest lesson you've learned. The biggest lesson I've learned is that, um, I mean, friendship, brotherhood. Yes, brotherhood. That uh, no matter how close you think that your your brotherhood can is, that it can always get stronger. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was interesting because <laughs> why are you laughing, dude? Because like we would kind of push each other, you know, and really testing the limits. Yeah, testing the limits of and poking fun and. And making a lot more fun and yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the Italian house. insults yeah. came out in that trip. They never really came out before. No, never. yeah, they were really aggressive. Yeah, I, I not to me. I mean, they were aggressive. Funny. It was fun. Greasy Italian slime ball. <laughs> no grease, Italian grease ball slime. <laughs> and then you were gonna say something else too, but you you kind of cut yourself off. <laughs> makes me wonder what you're gonna say. I don't even know what I was gonna say funny man it's funny but yeah no um my biggest takeaways were uh well i started reading the bible you started reading the bible on that trip yeah i think so maybe a day or two before Mm. um it's not because of the trip but um it's because i watched the movie uh the book of eli with denzel washington it's really good but yeah, so I brought the uh, the Bible on that trip and started reading reading Genesis. Um, very good. I'm uh, I think I don't know 16 chapters into it now. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do like one a day. Uh, I also realized a lot about hospitality, what it really means to be hospitable, and like to be very comfortable with a family. Like the Smiths were extremely, extremely welcoming, mm-hmm. and uh, I immediately felt like within the first day I felt very comfortable. With yeah. Um, yeah. It was very nice great and I also okay this is a big one though I was thinking about this on the way here when we would go into that we did a lot we did two cold water plunges two times where the conditions for swimming were not ideal at all it was it was the water was cold the water was very cold mm-hmm. and uh, but we still decided to go in anyway you did two and I did one and Ben did one what do you mean? I did one and a half. I mean, I mean, you, on the second time, I saw you go all the way under the water. 
I don't think me and Ben did that. Did you go under the water, Ben? I went almost all the way under, but I didn't get my, I didn't get my hair wet. Like I didn't go completely under. Yeah, I, oh. I saw Andrew like dunk right under it, like like he was like in bliss. <laughs> um, it was pretty blissful. Come on, the river. Yeah, at the river. No, yeah. no, the the second river, in you Alabama. Mean, you mean the the lake? Well, yeah, the, uh, the yeah the river lake. It was the river. The dam by the dam. Yeah. yeah the park. Yeah. Yeah, the beach by the dam. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and to be honest, like the first time I really kind of wanted to do it, first like at at um. At the river, like with the rope swing. Yeah. The rope swing, I really wanted to get across and go in there and do it. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of. Is just really pushing myself, but the second time was like I knew what I was I, I was gonna be able to do it, but I didn't really have the will to to go in by the dam, and to plunge into the water and just sit there in the water. Because of the rocks. Right, because of the rocks. But I, I, well, we didn't know the rocks were there anyway. Yeah. But I figured I'm like, all right, dude, we drove all the way out here. We tried to find this place for so long, and we're in our swimsuits and everything. It's like, are we just not gonna go in the water because we're we're, you know, scared of the cold or. You know the the rocky beach. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And it's like doing that, even though like both of them, even though it's a very uncomfortable for the, like the body, it's it does something to your soul, man. You yes. Really put yourself in that mm-hmm. position and just. We should like, have joined us, Ben. Especially like swimming across that river is like it's like okay, there's no turning back. Like you go and you go, you know, you make it to the other side. I mean, the first time I tried to go, I turned back. Right. <laughs> Yeah, ben was like, come back, come back. And I was like, no, go, go. That <laughs> uh, was funny. But Yeah. I yeah. really I really wish you could have you could have been on the other side, Ben. I really wish you could have, man. It was so fun. Should have, man. Yeah. It's yeah. okay, man, because because now next time next time we do something like that, you'll remember this and that's enough motivation. You're a smart guy. Yeah. You'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. You know what I might do in the summer? Hmm. Uh, to kind of cool off on hot days and get like a cold plunge. You know those like wooden barrels people have? Yeah. Ice in <laughs> water. I'm yeah. Put that in my backyard. I'm going to do that after work. Just buy like a $2 bag of ice. After work? From like. Or like after workout, yeah. Yeah. Just do that. After workout. Yeah. Dude. You know, I went for a run today. Oh, you did? I, I squeezed a run and uh, got up at like 10. Got all ready. Went to uh, Stony Creek. <laughs> that's so weird dude that that sounds awesome it was great man after like there were there was like these everyone was saying like hi everyone was like really lively mm. and it was it, it wasn't just like oh i'm here by myself like everyone was there by themselves don't get me wrong but it was like people were interacting with each other you mm. felt some unity between the people yeah. yeah like i was walking backwards you know starting the run and there were these two old guys hiking and uh with this with sticks and one of them was like, good morning. And, you know, it was like 11.50. And I'm like, how are you guys doing, you know? And uh, it was just, just interesting, man. Did you, uh, where'd you run it? Uh, where's that? It's, uh, you know that, that bike trail? West, West Branch? Branch? The trolley trail. Uh, it is West Branch, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite quite a ways in the park. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a good one. I wanted to go all the way to the end, but, you know, we had to do this, and I, I didn't want to yeah. make it. So I went back to the car, and... Open up my notebook because I brought my notebook to study. Mm. Then I read a little bit of the Bible. Caveman grunt. Yeah, dude, that's when I came across the, uh, the part where it said, well, I have it here, progeny 
and land appear in the form of births and genealogies. We only touched that like once on the podcast, but a while back you said that, Andrew, you said that uh, Adam and all the names uh, represent uh, lifestyles and settlements and cities. Well, yeah, I was thinking like, like what you were saying earlier, like territories, mm. like I, that would mean? eventually be settled. So like Adam had some descendants, right? Yeah. And they, they split away and they settle in different areas in like the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And those areas like... Those people are the leaders of the people. Yeah. Okay. For example, like, uh, what's his name? Ham. Ham <laughs> is a son of Noah. Ham. And apparently, so Ham walked in on Noah. This is spoilers, by the way. Ham walked in on Noah while he was drunken and naked. And he embarrassed Noah. And so Noah, like, cursed him and said that your people would become servants of servants. Like, the servants of God. Like, the humans. Like, servants of people, basically. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like the people, like Ham's son, was was cursed, right, because of that. So, and then uh, his son's name was Canaan, and uh, Canaan is like the name of this area, like the land of Canaan, and that that Abraham eventually settles in. So, um, what was the reason for that? I mean, was there another reason for for Noah cursing him besides well, being embarrassed? It was because he. Uh, he saw him, okay, Ham saw his father, and then he told his brothers, his two brothers, about his father's uh, nakedness. He didn't and keep it secret? He didn't keep it secret, and through some, like, uh, some interpretations, they say that he kind of joked about it with his brothers, mm. but his brothers were like, hey, that's not funny, and then they they put a, a blanket on their on their backs, both of their backs, and walked backwards into the room and laid it on their father without looking at him. And then when uh, Noah woke up, he found out about it. Um, and that's why he would... He said Ham's sons, or Ham's offsprings will be will be cursed to... Because uh, it was Ham's idea for the joke. Sort of, yeah. That's, yeah, kind of. It's not always super clear, but... Hmm. Why did I get on this topic? Oh, yeah, canon. The son of Ham. He settles Cannon, in, the son of Ham. <laughs> he settles in this land, and they just call it Canaan, the land of Canaan, right? So that's why they call it land. So these the land of the the names of these lands, they call people. They call people. Mm-hmm. So they they say that these were once people. I mean, you think about it. You you come up with you see uh, names of cities or names of streets even, like uh, I don't know Howard, Howard Drive. Yeah, or Smith Street. Or, yeah. Or uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Van Dyke. Yeah. That's obviously a last name. Hayes. Mm-hmm. Shaner. DeQuandre. Yeah, exactly. We name companies after names. After people's names. Companies? Yeah. Apple. No. <laughs> what if his company was called Jobs? Here at Jobs, we provide jobs. Jobs provide jobs. The eye jobs. The eye jobs. Wait, the eye jobs. Sounds like eye jobs. Andrew, give me your eye job for a second. Eye job. Eye job. And then the off brand of that would be like what? I. iPhone. The job phone. 
job. Yeah, but seriously, I, I mean, I mean, you look, you look at companies like Rockefeller, like that, and it's like Rockefeller Oil. Yeah. Or uh, Hella Bucks Power Equipment. Yeah. Tesla. Taco Loco. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what Elon Musk bought the 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 right to the name Tesla from a guy. In like San Francisco, California. I figured he bought it from somebody. Yeah, because he really liked the name, and he bought it off of him for like seventy thousand dollars. Oh wow! You know he's offering to uh, buy Twitter to turn it into a private company. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I I haven't looked into that so much. My hopes would be though that he gets rid of the, uh, the censorship for the internet. Polarization too. Yeah, and change like its algorithms. You know, I was actually uh, that would be good. I was actually watching this this Jordan Peterson video i don't know where it is but i'm not gonna play it because you know there'd be copyright but jonathan height was on it and so was steven pinker this one here and they're talking about jonathan was talking about how um um damn i listened to it like three times um i went over it three times and i screen recorded it because it was so important to me he was talking about how in the 60s uh political activists were where uh, political activism was started by adults. So the deans and the, uh, the professors of, of the universities. And the, the young people would come in and aid the activism so that there would be two, multi, multiple generations working together, right? And now it's, it's mostly young people at, at the helm of that. So it's only one generation of, of, of people, and they're all idealistic in one kind of mind you know what i mean yeah but i i mean to what extent like does that hold up within like academia you know you look at phds and they're older middle-aged they're not they're not uh, new to universities and they're still having that kind of um exaggerated liberal bias exaggerated liberal bias Mm-hmm. Are you saying that not everyone is like that? Because that's true. To some extent. Well, yeah, I mean, not everyone's like that. I'm just saying the people that are, you know. But to uh, link that with uh, social media, uh, Jonathan was talking about how 2009, the years 2009 through 2012 changed everything for the spread of ideas um, and polarization because the like button on Facebook came out and the retweet button on Twitter came out in mm. 2009. Yeah. So all of a sudden, instead of it just being like, here's my profile, here's what I like, it's, you're not supposed to like that, you shouldn't like that, you should like this instead. What do you mean? Well, because you have, you have people, I'm not explaining it to do it justice, I wish we could just play this right now. Mm. But, it's, it's, it's only two hours long, let's, we've got time. It, it's, it's polarization though, it's. You understand yeah, that, no, that, I understand. that social well, media is very polarized. Yeah. yeah. No, no, dude. I, I, it, it's like that because it gathers people's attention. Like, yeah. even if you're, a, if you're a conservative mind on, on social media, what's going to pop up in your feed is generally will be aggravating to you. And the opposite is true if you're a, a liberal mind. You will have uh, in your feed very conservative ideologies, uh, conservative, uh, I guess, news, not ideologies, news like, up in your feed to, mm-hmm. to aggravate you, to make you retweet it, say, what is this? What's going on? What's This is crazy. And its whole, sole purpose is to, to do exactly as you said, is to trigger people into 
get people to use their app and and stimulate them in, in such a way. I mean, it, you know, people respond more to what upsets them than what pleases them. So yeah, that that's that's how they continue to gain and you ha- see you see stronger audience. reactions, stronger emotional reactions from what upsets people. Right. Yeah. And a, and a more of a reliance on their platform. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the documentary The Social yeah. Dilemma? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. So. That's pretty much yeah where I got that from. Yeah. Um, yeah, I use that as a as a source of my presentation on. Uh, yeah. Uh, 1984. Yeah, 1984 and uh, the the book. Political uh, polarization. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if you guys are interested in this, and I highly advise this one. All three of them have important things to say. I I I, I was always biased against Steven Pinker, just because of his of his stuff on evolutionary psychology, but I mean. That's ridiculous because I never really even read any of his things or listened to him speak with an open mind. What did you think about his his uh, stance on evolutionary psychology? Before? Um, he he kind of subscribes to the Hobbesian view. You know how you know Thomas Hobbes? No. Okay, we talked about this before. Thomas Hobbes. I've was, heard of him. I've heard of him. He was uh, a philosopher, I believe, in the 1700s, and this was before Darwin. Uh, again, I believe, but I, I know what he what he says. It's it was when man was living in the campfires and in the dirt as primitive primitives. It was kill or be killed. Life was absolutely miserable, and there was not enough food to go around, so everyone was killing each other and having war. That's the Hobbesian view. Yeah, it says it says uh, Hobbes believes that moral judgments about good and evil cannot exist until they are decreed by society's central authority. That sounds like Victorian. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Victorian, like late Victorian era. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I mean, to some extent, it's, it's fair. To some extent, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, not entirely, but I mean, just because he subscribes to that doesn't mean that that I have to that I have to um, not listen to him. You know what I mean? Dismisses other views. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I listen to this now. I mean, this this is the link into him now. It's like two people that I like already, and you know, another guy that I could potentially like. And he's saying he's saying interesting things. But uh, well, yeah. Benjamin, you've been awfully quiet. I know. I've been listening. You just been listening? Yeah, just been listening. Listening in mm-hmm. on the Ducks from the podcast. You're learning Episode a lot. Twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about anything? No, I'm just I'm just catching up on the the four episodes I've missed. <laughs> Three or four, yeah. Let's talk about what we're reading. Do you guys want to? Sure. Talk, talk about it. Yeah. Um, what are you reading, Ben? Uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And oh, then, you're still reading that? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm waiting. It should be either today or tomorrow. I get uh, Beyond Order and Twelve Rules for Life. Mm. Yeah, and I ordered those online. Oh, you ordered both of them? Yeah. Oh, okay, it, cool. it was um. It was like a two for one, so I ordered them on Amazon. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Nice. So I have both those, and I'll start reading that. And then I'll put Man Search for Meaning aside. But right now I'm reading, I'm like twenty something pages in, so it mostly just talks about uh, the process and his experience in the concentration camps. So how it worked, 
how there are certain classifications of people. Concentration camps in Nazi Germany. Kapos. Auschwitz. So, yeah. I like the book so far. He has, he has a lot to say. I've heard some of his work before, but I really never associated it with the book he wrote until I realized that it's Victor Frankl. So, but. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> Marco's, I don't want the mic to catch it. Marco's opening a bag of chips across the room <laughs> so that the, the mic won't catch it. Yeah, dude, that's a great book. It's a good book. Yeah, has some historical context. You almost lent it to me once, but I, I didn't show enough interest, so. Oh. Do you have the book, Andrew? Yeah, I think so. Well, I had it. I and then you gave it away. Or... Yeah. I don't um, know. Right. Here yeah, dude. Um... Right now, I'm reading uh, the Bible. I'm reading tw- uh, 12 Rules for Life Beyond Order by Jordan Peterson. And then I just started, like, what, two days ago? Crime and Punishment. It's very good. I'm, on, I'm in, like, I'm on, like, page 50, chapter 4. You're kidding. No. It's really good. You're that far in. Dude, it's really good. To Dostoyevsky. It's really good, dude. Shut the fuck up. 50? Yeah. After two days. Yeah, man. What intrigued you by it? Well, just because, like, dude, the characters are so, so cool. Not cool. I, that's, a, that's a lack. Depth? Lack, depth? Depth. Yeah, yes. very they're, much depth. They're, they're, uh, there's so much to them. And uh, the way that, like, I just I just want to keep reading more, dude. I got. To, I just finished the point. I just finished uh, uh, Raskolnikov's mother's letter. Oh that's yeah, like four pages long. Oh my god! And uh, doesn't he storm out of the house? Yeah, he's like he's furious about it. He's just like, but he's got this, uh, uh, like this devious smile going on too. Oh yeah, that's right. Like he he's like, dude, like why? Like these are good things that are generally coming out of him, but he sees how they're kind of deceiving him. His mother's a little deceiving through his let through the letter. But they have good intentions. They do have good intentions. Mm-hmm. So so much depth. I mean, do they have good intentions, though? Because I, mean, because I want to hear your interpretation. Well, from what I see now, it's like, okay, they want uh, Dunya to marry this, this wealthy guy, right? Mm-hmm. And this wealthy guy can provide Raskolnikov with a job. It's like, okay, that's that's good. That's good. And although this wealthy guy is going to kind of tear, not tear apart, but perhaps separate, uh, you know, Mrs. Raskolnikov, right? Mm-hmm. From from her daughter, um, and then also he's he's kind of uh, the guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Petrovich. Petrovich. Yeah. He. Um, uh, he Petrovich or Svidvergalov. Yeah, that, that's his first name or something or last name. Mm. The names are always a little weird. There, uh, every time somebody mentions a name in these books, it's. It's Rodian Romanov Raskolnikov. How are you doing? Like <laughs> all three of their names. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. But um, seems seems like a decent guy right now. It's just, I mean, there's some credit to uh, to Raskolnikov's, you know, disposition towards him, but I think he's a little overreacting and. Uh, Righteous in his own mind. Mm-hmm. He's very resentful. Yeah, resentful is a good way to put it. Um, I mean, there's a reason why Jordan Peterson mentioned that I book know. on his on the stage, dude. And there's so much about sacrifice. Talking about sacrifice, like he talks about Dunya's sacrifice for him. He's like, no, it's not worth it. Dunya cannot sacrifice her, her life and her freedom to marry some some rich guy who's going to take not take advantage of her, but like 
I don't want to say maybe perhaps a little bit belittle her and treat her kind of like a serve servant. Yeah. And uh, just to sacrifice for him to get a job for Roskolnikov to get a good job. Mm-hmm. Roskolnikov cares about his family, but he's extremely resentful with what they're trying to do. Yeah. And he's like, "Fuck you! This is what we're doing. This yeah. is going to be good for you." Yeah. You know. And it's like it doesn't really involve him that much, dude. He hasn't seen his sister in two and a half years. Mm-hmm. He hasn't seen his mom in two and a half years. He doesn't even know this 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 uh, Petrovich guy. He, he's abandoning his law school studies. Yeah, and it's like, dude, come on. This guy could literally be beneficial for you if you were to just down your ego. Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, see see the reason in it. Right. It's a great book, man. I'm, I'm, I'm reading – this is what I do. I read two pages, like a full, like, open book page. Right, two pages. Like, any time before I do something and after. So if I eat, I eat before – I read two pages before. And then when I finish eating, I read two pages afterwards. Why? That's cool. Why? Yeah, and then in the same thing at school, like, I'll try to get – at least two pages in per class. So I have six classes. That's 12 pages right there. You know, and I, it's like, it's one of those books where it's just like, it sucks me in. Like, I don't So really... you're thinking about those pages as you go all throughout the day. Yeah. That's kind of why I've made so much progress. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I like, I don't like sitting down and reading for like 30 minutes straight. I really, I don't like. I can do like 15 or 20. Yeah, I think like 15 is a good amount for me. Unless it's before bed. 15 or 20 is... Harry Potter, I can read nonstop. I have to stop myself from reading Oh, yeah, it. dude. My brother, he used to sit down and read those. He would read a book a day, one of those books a day for like, on like... Goblet of Fire? Spring, spring. I doubt it. He just, he would just tell me some things like that, but... I mean, uh, I'm, I'm on Prisoner of Azkaban right now. Maybe like chapter four, I think. Oh, yeah. Very, very good, man. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Are these mm-hmm. spicy? They're jalapeno. A little bit. I don't know how sensitive you are to spice. They taste good. Yeah, they do. These are jalapeno potato chips. Jalapeno <laughs> potato chips. You, my metabolism is through the roof right now. It's been sky. It's like the past few days, because I've been going to the gym and everything, and like really burning a lot of calories. Like, I get home, make a pound of ground beef and a sweet potato, and some some, some uh some baked beans. I just mix it all up and I eat the whole thing. Fuck the sweet potato, dude. What do you mean, fuck the sweet potato? Yeah, dude? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with... Uh... With Marco? Yeah. Dude, you know, they're kind of gross. What are you talking about? Have you... Okay. Dude, they, they're disgusting. Have you had them? Yes. How frequently do you eat them? Uh, last time I, I tried one, it was... Uh... Sixth grade. No, actually, it was pretty recently. I think it was uh, pretty recently. What about you, Ben? Well, I usually have them like once a month. Yeah, they're, I try they're to good. eat them. They're, I try to eat them and I can't. They're so good, dude. They fucking throw up on them. They're so bad. Like, ugh. No, yeah. dude. Ew. Wait, wait, how do you have them baked? Baked, yeah. Baked. I have them raw. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, I was, I was uh, anticipating you saying that. Oh, okay. No, but yeah, I, I have them baked. I just put them in the microwave for a little bit and then they're baked, kind of. I don't use the microwave anymore. Well, I try not to. Why not? Because radiation. Yeah, but radiation comes out of heating anyway. Anything comes out of your phone, comes out of the TV. Yeah, natural right. gas. When you when you yeah, when, that's radiation. That's well, radiation. Well, well, maybe maybe. Uh, you ever use a convection <laughs> oven? A what? A convection oven. You mean like a like a toaster oven? Yeah, yeah or, or any yeah. kind of oven. like it's it's heat is radiation. Mm. I think. I'm not really, I'm not really too good in science. Okay. Yeah, well, but uh, pollution sounds. I, I mean, so I've heard. Yeah. I, I, okay. Well, okay. Then here, here's my other reason. I mean, okay, you got, you got me on, I think, on the radiation. 
But uh, I don't want to sound like an idiot on this podcast. But, uh, but just like throw throwing like like what we used to do when I was younger is we take leftover pasta and throw it up on the stove and put like you know parmesan on it and shit. It's very good. Oh yeah. Yeah, very good stovetop reheating pasta. Mm. It's much better than in the microwave. But I just I just find that's it, that's it's really good for food. Mm. Yeah, like if there's if there's soup that's left over, I throw it in a pot and I and I boil it. Mm. It's just better that way. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. There's like a lot of reheating value. Like, you know, yeah, I get what you're saying. Some things are just a lot better on a stovetop or even baked in an actual oven. Because mm-hmm. it just takes longer to heat up. How did we get on this topic? Oh, yeah, metabolism. Metabolism? Yeah. Anyway, Marco, what are you reading? I, I have here the St. Joseph edition of the Bible. I've only read chapter one so far, and right now I'm reading the synopsis on Genesis. Going back a little bit. And I also have here the four hour work week. Oh how, how are you liking it? I haven't I haven't touched it since I opened Harry Potter, but I meant I meant to read it after my run today. But uh instead I, I opened my notebook for studying. I had to do that. You know. You gotta do what you gotta do. For school? Yeah, for school. Yeah. I was gonna read this after. I was gonna start reading it after, but uh I looked at the time, it was it was uh twelve fifty. Had to get going. Mm. Yeah, you know? mm. but yeah, this this book I still haven't forgotten about this book. Mm-hmm. I've been putting it aside though for Harry Potter. Yeah, honestly, this is one of those books that it, it'll retain its value no matter uh, how much time. It's I am on step two. E is for elimination. There's a Bruce Lee quote: "What does not accumulate but eliminate it is not daily increase but daily decrease. The height mm. of cultivation always runs to simplicity." I like that one. Mm. What does that mean? I, why, why does why does uh sim, why does the decrease matter more than increase? Because decreasing things allows you to. So for example, like if you, uh, I was telling Ben this when I when I started uh, prepping for my breakfast and lunch, I decreased the frequency of the like times that I, I would prepare it. So instead of working on my lunch five days a week, right, whatever before the day before it was due. I would I would just do it one time on Sunday, and I'd spend whatever an hour and a half doing it on Sunday, versus th- you know twenty five minutes or twenty minutes every day of the week. You buy your own food. Yeah, like well, like what do you mean? Like like you buy all those meals. I I just make them. Like he buys the food, then he preps it at home. Yeah, mm. and okay. I prepare it. Yeah, yeah. So like you save time like making things in a batch, and that time saved. Allows you to spend more time on what's important. Mm. So, because you're constantly looking in the fridge for food, it's like no. Well, yeah, and, and trying to prepare it every day. There's always a setup cost. <clears throat> always a setup cost. To anything. Plus, it keeps you on a schedule if you're on a diet. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, when you read that, uh, you understand how how important it is to um, eliminate all the useless tasks that you do throughout the day. Mm. Yeah, like Andrew eliminating doing 20, 25 minutes every night and making his lunch. Mm-hmm. Before the next morning, he would do it on Sunday and sacrifice an hour and a half. So throughout the week, he could, let's just say, read for those 20 minutes before he goes to bed instead of meal prepping. Yeah, it was a lot less stress. It allowed me to uh, do a lot more during that time. Although, it wasn't perfect because the food was kind of sitting in the fridge for a week. And uh, not a week, but like five days. The, the the prep food, 
Yeah, the prep food. Deal. Not a huge deal. What, but what, what, like a sandwich, banana, soup, I had a salad. ground beef, or a ground turkey, uh, great white northern beans, and uh, and rice. And uh, Beans and meat, dude? Yeah. Nothing fucking beats that. With like yeah. a casual oh, meal? I, I thought you were about to shit on it. I'm like, yeah, I thought you were. Oh my god, no. Necessities. I'm like, what are you no, doing? no, no. Okay, okay. Do you remember how excited I, I, I was when uh, when when Mrs. Smith said, "I have beans." I was like, "You have beans? <laughs> Baked beans?" She's like, I, "I'm gonna." You guys like make beans? I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. Marco's like, "Give me the whole pot." Yeah, please, please. No yeah. gravy, just beans. You can put it on a lot, man. Hot dogs, hamburgers, yeah. steak goes well with steak. Any kind of meat. Um, there's so much good food out there and all these people saying like I'm in college I can't eat well yeah no, dude, like, <laughs> like, like you have you, like, you know you buy cans of Chef Boyardee right <laughs> <laughs> you can buy fucking baked beans and ground beef okay you can substitute it yeah dude my uh you know my mom told me once that, like she never had a microwave in her college dorm or a refrigerator or anything like that she had to go to the cafeteria for all her meals and back then, like the cafeterias, like I know you, we take tours at for colleges. And you eat the you eat at the cafeteria, and it's like good food. It's really it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um. It's, it's not. What it means it's it's not like the food we have at the creek or anything or like a home cooked meal, but it's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's really it's, it's decent. Balanced um, nutrition. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know nowadays like there's like a lot of kids that they just have like microwaves and stuff in their dorm, and they don't even want to. They they're too lazy to actually make it to the dining hall to or eat their extra ramen food. all day. Yeah, or or like or snacks yeah. or like clip like Z bars or anything. <laughs> like and I, I I do that too, but I don't have access to a, a place a facility that allows me to eat as much food as I want and makes you it only for pay me. X amount of X amount of dollars a month for that meal plan. Yeah, it's it's really not that expensive. I mean, per year it's like or per yeah. per semester or whatever. It's it's really especially if you have unlimited meal swipes. Yeah, dude. Like I'm gonna take advantage of that. when I go to state. I'm gonna try to not bring a. Uh, I'll, I'll see. I, I probably won't bring a, a microwave. Probably won't. Cause I mean, if I got unlimited swipes, I'll just go to the dining hall, dude. Like I don't need a refrigerator, or anything like that. I mean, maybe only for specific things. But at that point, I might as well just get like a little cooler, like a little ice ice box, a little ice chest. If I, I need, I would just get you can swipe us in. What? You can swipe us in when we come. Eat at the cafeteria. Maybe if I have a guest pass. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that, that would be a good excuse to walk to the dining hall and yeah. eat. Yeah, know? it'd be like a good way to consolidate my meals and everything like yeah. that. And because uh, I have a, I have a bad habit of um, uh, really really uh, eating uh, a lot, you know, like very frequently, like especially when I'm counseling my house. I ate a lot of food before I came here, and I, I'm also eating a lot of food now sitting here. Fuck, um, you're eating you're eating chips and uh, popcorn. Yeah. So, you, so today you had sweet potato, uh, ground beef, and beans, right? Well, yeah, and three eggs and two pieces of bread, and uh, an apple with a lot of peanut butter. I also used peanut butter when I ate my banana, my Cliff Bar, my Z Bar, and my uh, Lenny, Lenny and Larry's cookie. Dude, we should make a comedy <laughs> sketch where Andrew's just eating Z Bars constantly, and me and Ben are just like, Andrew, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. And then one day he wakes up and he's just like a Z Bar. Then he is the Z Bar. <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny, man. Andrew, Andrew wakes up in the middle of the night, has a nightmare. <laughs> What's that, man? Andrew wakes up in the middle of the night, he has a nightmare, he's like, 
fingers. They're turning into seaborn. And he just starts eating himself until yeah, he's gone. He's like, <laughs> until I he's just a head. I only have one a day. He's trying to eat his nose. <laughs> I only have one a day. And you ate a lot on that trip. One cliff bar. No, only one a day. Okay. Only one. Well, actually, two a day. Two a day on the trip. Uh, one cliff bar a day on the trip. It wasn't as bad as spring break last year. was not as bad as spring break. You ate a lot of Z-bars last year? I ate like two or three like actual cliff bars um, last year on the trip. That kind of nuked my gut. And a lot of apple juice. A lot of apple juice. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, That's too much sugar, man. Too much carbs. Yeah, but, you know. There's a lot of carbs in you apple cannot, juice. You cannot, like, you cannot have a perfect diet. You can't in be general. too stingy, on yeah. especially breaks. When you're camping? No, I mean, in life in general, you can't have a perfect diet. And when you're camping, it's like, you're going to have a less perfect diet. Like, you're, it's just going to be less. Like, you can have a perfect diet when you're in life. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. I'm not even touching those chips. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have a perfect diet. You know okay, I mean? maybe it's not perfect. Nobody knows exactly what it is to eat, so that's why they just say have a well balanced diet. Have a well balanced diet. Like, Something that pleases you. Yeah. All right, maybe maybe perfect is well balanced. M- maybe we can use those words interchangeably. I mean, you know, because so, maybe maybe well balanced is the highest of the high. Yeah, I mean, Carnivore MD says like he thinks he has a perfect diet, which maybe maybe he does. like for himself, for him, for his like yeah. genetic makeup mm-hmm. is like. Just the uh, all meat, milk, um, fruit, fruit yeah. like honey, stuff like that. He probably thrives on that. And that might be the perfect diet for him. But, but most for someone else, like with an auto- autoimmune disease or some other like medical condition, you can't yeah. eat dairy or something, then right. it might be different. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm on gonna, I'm, I'm gonna a trip. Like that trip we took, my diet could have been better. My diet could have been better. I mean, yeah, definitely. But I mean, at, what, at what cost? Do you eat bread? No. You need yeah, bread? I had I had wheat tortillas. Yeah. So maybe. Oh yeah, I mean we we could have we could have got way healthier bread. I mean I did. Yeah. Ben, did you no, Andrew, you had one. You what? had a sandwich. Right? I don't No, I didn't give you any no, I, I, I gave, no. just gave you artichokes and fucking yeah. sardines. <laughs> I have a yeah. can of olives in my bag. Two of them? One. What happened to the other one? <laughs> I want my olives. That might be two olives. Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> I just found them. I'm like, when did I bring olives on this trip? I brought like, the them. I didn't even bring a can opener. Yeah. Well, we had we had our knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. No. I mean, like, obviously, like, like you said, it could have been better. My my diet could have been better. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you know, getting back on track, dude. When I got home that Sunday, my parents made me. Uh, they made me pork, um, pork, peas, and a sweet potato, and I was just like, I've never had this. Has not been. This good before, like, yeah, it's the first, like, home-cooked meal. Like, what are you talking about? We, well, had, we had three home-cooked meals. Yeah, well, we, I had... Four, no, including I mean, that breakfast. We had pizza that one night, and then we Okay, had, yeah, three We did then. have the hamburgers and hot dogs, which were good. Tacos? Good, yeah. And tacos were pretty good. And then we had the eggs and bacon. Yeah, but... And sausage. But that's not, like, what I'm typically used to. Mm. You know what it's I mean? It's just like having a meal at home, cooked by your parents, that usually fits your diet pretty yeah. well. Yeah. That's, those are usually the best meals. Like the meat, vegetable, and then the, the starch. Yeah, those are usually the best meals. You guys just wait until you go to Europe. <laughs> that's that's when I cheat entirely. I'm just like, give me all of it. Give me all of it. Marco just drops all those expectations out the window. He's yeah. like, I don't care. Cannolis! Give me the cannolis! Stop me, stop me, please! Yeah. The, the, the desserts, I, I don't really eat much. But, like, the pasta, 
and the pizza and like all the exotic shit, of course I'll eat it. Dude, pasta will make me feel like shit. I can eat it. Like it's good in the moment and then you realize you're like, why did I eat that? That's a lot of pasta. Mm-hmm. You feel like shit. I'm just going to have small servings and I'm going to try and chew it up as much as I can so I don't get bloated. Yeah. You know, I really don't ever have those bad feelings after eating pasta. But I don't eat pasta that much. Yeah. And maybe at the creek when they, they have a bunch of pasta left over. I try to refrain from doing that. I haven't eaten pasta at the creek in a while. Yeah. They haven't had it in a while. Yeah, we really haven't had it in quite a while. Mm-hmm. But that's like one of those things that I've been more self-controlling about. It's like one of those foods that you eat in the moment and you're like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And 30 minutes later, you're like, why did I eat that? Palomino sauce. You're welcome. And then same thing with desserts. Like, I can control myself with desserts. Yeah. Really easily. Because in my house, my uh, my dad and my mom, they usually go out shopping. They'll get some dessert or they'll make something. They're like, oh, after dinner, they're like, oh, have some dessert. Come on, we have a lot of it. Please eat it. And I don't eat it. Because I yeah, you don't if need I eat it. one, like one cookie or one brown, brownie, I'm just going to eat all of them. So. Yeah. Plus, after eating, it's good like, to kind really, of train yourself, though. Yeah, like after eating like a really good meal, I don't want to tank it by like shoving a brownie down my hole. It's like, oh yeah, this is a really good dinner. And I feel like I just feel like really full and really like lethargic. What about half a brownie? Half a brownie, no. What about, what about just one bite? Brownie? What is one bite of a brownie? You taste it and then spit it out. <laughs> that is ab- absolutely useless. I'm just wasting food. No, you're tasting it. It's a waste to put it in your body, dude. People, well, it's a waste to make it. People waste that. Yeah, it's exactly. a waste to make it. It's a waste to make well, it. Well, so ma- ma- maybe maybe the art is in the taste and not the digestion. You know, I, I've been... That's a, the beauty. I have a really indulgent personality, I will say. And especially when eating, it comes out extraordinary. But, like, what I try to do is, like, for example, my, my parents have these Oreo thins. Now, I, I, I've mentioned my Oreo problem with you guys before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially during track. But with Oreo, these Oreo thins, dude, honestly, I've been really good at moderating my... my like intake of them, like I only have like one a day maybe, and it's just a little nice taste that I have for them, and then I balance them out with something like, uh, you know, something heavy, heavy like uh, like sweet potato or beans or something like that. I really get a lot out of uh, the density of a food. Like, but but here's the thing, here's the problem though, is that with like ice cream or or, or uh, thin Oreos, they're not dense at all. They're like crackers, dude. You can eat a whole thing of them. They're like crackers, dude. You can, yeah. they never fill you up. But I need something to fill me up, and that feeling, that need, uh, that filling, is kind of what satisfies me. So mm-hmm. like if I can get that out of good food, like beans or sweet potato, any or potato in general, and and like meat, fair enough, I'll take it. More than anything, that satisfies me. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I like to eat that's a dessert. I mean, you know, I like cookies, and I like those little squares they have at Cherry Creek, but gelato over ice cream. Mm. Gelato, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can eat that. It's very good. Or Superman ice cream. That's 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 my kryptonite. Dude, I can't. That is my kryptonite too. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up headache. on that. What? I grew up on that, man. The the red forty they put in that stuff. Why does it give you a headache? Red forty is always giving me a headache. Brady's allergic to red forty. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's kind of funny. It, it screws it's my head. Funny. No, he, he he's in like the so you know how you get like a percentile of like for your weight, your your height when you go to the doctor mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. for allergies. He's in like the ninety something percentile, or something like that. Like only like, you know, like there's a certain range of kids that have allergies, and usually okay. like an average range. And then usually like the higher up you are, the more allergies you have, and it's less common. 
Yeah, he's in like a really high range. Oh, correct. Because he's, he's allergic, allergic to allergic. Yeah, he's mm. allergic to dyes. Yeah, um, obviously stuff outside like grass, trees. Um, it's crazy. A lot of food. Lot Today of food. I was sneezing at, at Stony Creek. I maybe I'm allergic to something. Maybe I'm developing an allergy. You probably are. If your nose gets kind of stuffy all the time. It wasn't. It wasn't stuffy. I was just sneezing. Oh, okay. Like I sneeze like three times. It's also in a row. springtime. Yeah, I've developed allergies in the past three years. Yeah, with my sister. Oh, I didn't know you could even develop them. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I figured that, but I didn't yeah. expect me to develop allergies. That would suck, man. Bringing allergy medicine everywhere. I know. I don't know how Not it feels, really. I Ben. Just, I just take it in the morning. Yeah, I have and it works. Just yeah, works perfectly. Yeah, for the most part. Right. I mean, if you take it, like if it was, um, if it was like really cold for the past few months, which kind of has, and then. This week, suddenly, it just became really hot, mm. and a bunch of pollen came in, and I did not take my allergy meds at all, and I didn't ease into it, then, like, right now, I'll be really stuffy. And then oh. take about a week for my allergies to kind of wear off, if I was on medication. That's an interesting mm. way to look at it. Yeah, do you ever use the, no- the nasal spray? Uh, I used to, and then my nose started bleeding a lot. Yeah, it gets food. dry. Yeah. It was really dry. Yeah. Was it during... Yeah. My mind does that, too, sometimes. I have to, like, uh, kind of, like, use a humidifier at night. Yeah, when I, I try to that. use that, yeah, it's a lot better. Um, but besides that, I typically don't get too bad nosebleeds, or like kind of bloody yeah. nose, but dry nose. Um, but ben, what were you gonna say? Uh, but yeah, the nasal stuff has really helped. Also, allergy shots, allergy shots really help. Well, like injections. Yeah, it's called immunotherapy. It's where like they give you a, a small dose of what you're allergic to, mm-hmm. and then they slowly do it over like a year-long process, and uh, eventually you. Um, you become immune to it, or a lot better. You don't you, become immune. You're to getting it. used to it. But yeah, you get you you handle it a lot can better. Tolerate it hmm. a lot better. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I've been doing for since uh, my 16th birthday, pretty much around that time. Mm-hmm. I started doing it, and uh, like once a week, I started at twice a week, going to the allergist twice a week just for my shot, and then now I'm at once a month. So like the I'm going to be at like once a month or like once every other month for the next like three years. Um, but that really helps. Really helps. I cannot recommend it enough because I've. Well, if you cannot avoid your allergies, then I would really recommend it because I have a dust mite allergy. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it's all in my bed and everything, and so. Oh. You nice. know, Ben Andrew does this thing with the sunrise alarm clock. Yeah. Do you I do anything like that? Um, I was really thinking about getting one at one point, but because I live at two different houses, so my dad's house, I share a room with my brother. My brother gets up. Probably at nine o'clock. I get up at six in the morning. So doing that would just wake him up too. So I can't do that in my room. But at my mom's house, I have my room to myself. But I only spend like half my nights there, half my nights at my dad's house. But I've thought about getting one, but I haven't gotten one. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that situation is kind of tough to to keep things consistent. Yeah. Because it's like two houses, I have to get double the amount of things. Yeah. So if it's more like specific to a household. But yeah, I've, I've thought about it. I've talked with Andrew about it many times. I like mine, man. I like it. Yeah. I would like to get one too, but uh, I definitely need to recuperate all the money that I have lost for the Jordan Peterson <laughs> and the trip and my yeah, snowboarding that, trip. <laughs> yeah, over the past month, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's anyway. quite a bit, man. Me too, man. I mean, the trip, okay, so, just, you know, just round up. About 500 bucks for Jordan Peterson and the trip. Yeah, um, and then and then you factor in uh, snowboarding. That's about 
750. Okay. That's quite a bit. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit. That's mm-hmm. like for for like working during the winter, that's like a month or two months worth of probably two months for me. Yeah. For the winter, yeah. For yeah. me, two months. I mean, that's uh working. Never mind. Probably shouldn't say that. I was going to say uh, during the summer. Oh, yeah, that's like one paycheck during the summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like exactly. one paycheck. You get paid bi-weekly. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Okay. It's crazy because like, we used to work like 35 hours a week for two weeks. Yeah. That's, that's we got, we were making bank. Mm-hmm. It's good, dude. This is a very good job if you want to save money. You know what I mean, like Robert always talks about how saving is for suckers, but it's like if you do it right, you can do it good. Yeah, dude. Like we we don't like during the summer. I I really a lot of my meals were uh, like I wouldn't really eat out that much. A lot of it was from the creek. Yeah, or mm-hmm. like we would just get food like during our shift. We are treated like, we so would, well. Yeah, we would work yeah. like ten to six and uh, at the creek or like ten to four, and we would have like a lunch or kind of like a dinner there. So yeah, but you get you get uh, a three course meal. While you're working. Yeah. yeah like you can have salad, you can have fruit, you can have, you know, steak, potatoes. And then you get your pasta in the middle. It's and then like, you get a paid break, and you get like six to eight hours of work. You don't always get a break, though. Oh, yeah, sometimes. But well, It doesn't you, matter, though, because you're always sitting you around. You can negotiate it. Yeah. yeah you can negotiate kind of like your break when you are eating. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to negotiate, so when you tell them that you, don't, that you, can, get, you can get breaks, it's like, oh, I'll just find somewhere else to go. Well, dude, tell, like, dude, people like, are so agreeable. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was when I started the job. Yeah. Um, we can't. We can't even manage to get anyone to apply. What? No, no one has wanted to apply yet. We we've talked to a lot of people and we've given them flyers and they're like, oh yeah, I'll think about it, or oh, I'll apply in the summer, or they'll I'll apply this weekend or after spring break. It was after spring break and no one's applied, so. But I was talking to Dan about this before spring break, and he was saying, he's like, well, you need to get people in here. Uh, when Mr. Weber's expecting results. I was saying, I'm like, well, we talked to them. A lot of people have mentioned um, Walmart, and they're offering like 15 to $17 an hour. Yeah. It's a really shitty job. Dude. Fi- but that's all people want. They just want the money. Exactly. The higher offer, Ex- the better. Exactly. Right? $15 an hour now is considered like the minimum wage. Yeah. In most people's minds. And if you're, if you're giving them anything less than that, it's like, who wants to work for less than minimum wage? Mm-hmm. And they think they're doing, like, a specialty service. Yeah. They think, you know, like... I'm like, you're just working in retail or fast food. That's, time is that's like, the bottom of the yeah, channel. I gotta get going. So, um, you guys can continue this. I gotta... We can pause it. Ben, you doing anything? No, not really, no. Alright. Uh, what are we at, like, an hour almost? Yeah, just an hour. Okay. And we can stop it here if you want. No, we can keep going for a little bit. Okay. We'll pause it. Yeah. See you, Andrew. Okay, resuming. Yes, resuming the podcast. Resuming the podcast. That was like twenty our, seconds. Our co-host has left us temporarily. Andres has left. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about um, jobs and the struggle we're having right now. But the minimum wage. Yeah, the problem we're having is um, people only want a job that pays the most, which is a problem mm-hmm. because obviously, like Walmart, is going to pay more. And if you have friends working there, then that's like an incentive for people to work there together. So, but like people, people will see Cherry Creek and you see the flyer that says great wages, you get complimentary golf, you get free food, you get paid breaks. All that is just 
just gone. Really, it's just gone to them. Why? Because like, oh, I'll get paid two dollars an hour more, or a dollar an hour more, mm-hmm. somewhere else. You get to save money making food. Did you guys tell them that, that there's going to be food for them? Yeah, well, like we we've explained it all to them in detail. That's ridiculous because it's like, food oh, that they would love. Yeah. You know. I'm like you're you're working at Walmart, and some people we've talked to either know people they've worked at Walmart with or. Who doesn't want fucking fries and steak? And they're like, oh yeah, I've heard Walmart is like a crappy job. The managers aren't good. Blah blah blah. But. Like, we're talking about the great environment here. You get free food, you get paid breaks, you get really flexible schedules. Like, what, 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 what else do you want? You guys, you guys tell them that the that the main chef is uh, really, really lenient. Yeah, like we've we've mentioned that. Like, it's a really great environment. The boss, everyone's and people just want to go to Walmart nice. so that they can submit uh, days off through an online database and then get them not denied. Yeah, yeah. denied. And you know what? Uh, I I'm I had tactics to push for it at Kroger, just because you know I really wanted to go. Yeah. Like I'm not just gonna stay here and work, you know. But, I mean, when I didn't get it, I, I just like would go into the office and I'd be like, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> like you it or leave it. Yeah. Like uh, I put this produce department together every night. I'm going on vacation. I don't care if I'm the only night guy. We're going on on fucking vacation. You know yeah. what they say. Just like, yeah. I mean, eventually, yes. But because I'm the only night guy, dude. I, I, I have true. I have room to argue. But I, I wouldn't go to the office. I, I would just like talk to like yeah, not be as uh Not be as agreeable as some other people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got denied. Okay. I guess I'll have to wait until Can't go. Whatever, next month. I mean, I told you how, how uh, I had to quit my job because me and my friend were both going to Italy the same the same week. Yeah. I, I was just like, all right, go. See ya. If I would have stayed, dude, that would have been like the most, one of the most pathetic things I've ever done. Probably. Yeah. And I would look back on it and I'd say, what, what was I Fucking thinking? loser. Yeah, what was like, I thinking? Yeah. It's like now it's Cherry Creek and you know, we know Dan. We know, we know Chris. We know a lot of people. We have a lot Steve. of connections. Yeah, we have connections. And we learn how to make connections. Yeah. A lot of relationships. You learn a lot about other people, and other people learn a lot about you, and you learn from each other. A lot of lessons learned at work, but... Do you think that if we didn't work at Cherry Creek that we wouldn't be so interested in uh, finance and bettering our lives? Um, like, if none of us worked there. Like, as in, like, three of us. May, if we were... Okay. Two, two scenarios. Uh, individual, where we don't know each other at all. You, you, you and Andrew... That's it, because we're friends in high school, that's it. Yeah. And you're... Just somewhere. Just somewhere, like Kroger or whatever. Maybe I didn't or, get the job at Cherry Creek. Maybe I got a job somewhere else. Yeah, you got somewhere else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you got the job at Cherry Creek and Andrew works somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so your question is, would we still be interested in finance and, like, self-improvement? Yeah. I feel like, to some degree, yes, for me. But some I degree. feel like it would be a much slower pace. As you just be in like self exploration by myself, mm-hmm. without the aid of other people, or doing it together as like a group in some ways, learning off of each other. Mm-hmm. When did you start self improvement, Ben? Um, I would say like two years ago. Okay, so like two or three years ago. Like uh, I never really started reading until a year ago. Like yeah, yeah, that's what I. Another question I wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah. Well, I started reading be- before me and Andrew were actually like were talking. Yeah. Like the first back book I ever read willingly was. Uh, it was by Alan Watts, actually. It was about the Taoism. Uh, 
never finished it, but that was my dawn into reading. And uh, I was always reading, like, Buddhism and stuff. You know, no, I don't really read that. I have other stuff to read, but it's, yeah. it's like, it's just, I mean, it, not that, not that, like, this life is not, not the life that, like, you know, I'd be, like, scared and alone if yeah. I wasn't living this life. It would just, you know, be a different life, really. I mean, you really can't see the outlook if you want a different path, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you couldn't imagine doing a different path that might be of lesser value to you. Mm-hmm. Constantly learning from myself. Yeah. Constantly learning from other people. Like, when people tell me things, they call me out, whether they're angry or not, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll get, like, overly righteous and be, like, you know, angry about it. But, like, but like after that, that storm settles, I'll just be like, <laughs> they're right. Do something about it, you know? Yeah. Do we, something about we've it. We've had that on the trip a few times where we've corrected each other or we kind of put each other in our place. You do that to me all the time with the Toastmasters thing? I no, love well, it, dude. It's, it's great. It's also, like, some things you, you really sell yourself short on. You're like, I don't know if I should do this or, like, you know what? Sorry, I'll stop talking. You know, it's it's really, like, random topic or, like, a side, just, like, a really random tangent of thought. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Marco, don't, don't, like, submit to other people's thinkings or ideas. No, just... Let yourself loose. Just put it out there, you know? You're, we're never going to know what you're thinking or what's on your mind if you just stop saying it, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I kind of put you in a place. You put me in a place, so. I put Andrew in a place. We all put each other in a place. Good places and bad places. Yeah. Compliments and, uh, and constructive criticisms. Yeah, we're like, oh, shut up. That's so stupid. We're like, no, that's not, that's not what you're thinking of. But, or we'll, we'll encourage, encourage each other in some ways. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I really couldn't imagine if Andrew didn't work at the creek and I didn't either. Maybe you might have, but I couldn't imagine. Like, I, I mean, Andrew was about to get the job at the hot dog stand. And if Andrew was, was able to push then, oh, he yeah. would have gotten the he job. Work there. He would have enjoyed that, man. <laughs> what, just talking to people? I'm just working at hot dog stand in Home Depot. Is it inside? Yeah, you know, right when you walk out <laughs> past the checkout, and there's there's like two doors split out. I think so. There's a hot dog stand right there. Okay, because when I always heard hot dog stand, I just thought he would like be outside like in front. Cart. Yeah, the cart. Like a little New York stand. Cart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rolling around and shit. Get your hot dogs. Get your hot dogs. And then he'd be like, "Yeah, over here, over here." <laughs> That's what I imagine. Like, because he goes, "I really wish I got that job, the hot dog stand." Like. <laughs> I've always thought of that too. I went to Home Depot growing up, and many times, and I've always saw that. I'm like, oh, that's such a cool place. So working in a little small little shack, right inside Home Depot, selling hot dogs. I have I have actually looked at that. Like I've been to Home Depot, but I've never. I've always heard about the hot dog stand, but yeah. I've never actually like like took the time to actually like be like, oh, it's over there, you know. Yeah. Actually look at it. For the most part, it's usually closed, but. Mm. I think in the, the warmer seasons, it's usually open. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, did you... Um, I meant to ask this before Andrew left, but... You saw the video I put in the group chat, right? Yeah. About that, that homeless the homeless billionaire. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, I'll read the title off. Uh, millionaire goes from homeless to prove anyone can make a million dollars. And he does this in 12 months. That's something we've and been talking very, about. It's very... He documents his whole journey and everything. But it's very intriguing. His uh, YouTube channel is, um, I think it's called The Millionaire Project. Yes. Mm. And so he learns a lot, and it's very intriguing. 
that he puts himself in a situation where he empties out his entire bank account, uh, he sells his apartment, he sells his cars, he puts all of his belongings in a storage locker, and he only has a backpack with his film gear, document his process, and no a single food? pair of clothes. Yeah. Okay, food, yeah. And he has zero food, zero money, and he has to, he lives out in the street for the few, first few weeks. Um, he, he has his phone, so he can go on Facebook, Craigslist, he can sell things, he can talk to people, but he, he makes a lot of connections and he starts selling things and he becomes a marketer, a telemarketer. So he's proving that it's not just like, you know, homeless without a phone. It's like, if you have no money, like how yeah. Robert always talks, if you have no money, you can make money. Yeah. You just have to be very determined, very creative. I like that because, because he, he's not, he's not, he, I mean, he's, it's probably a little bit of both. But it's not just like he's trying to see like he, that he has nothing to lose when he is rich. But it's just like like it's when you lose all that stuff, it'll yeah. show you what to do when you're at that spot. Because I realized, and I think he realized in his situation that he was making so much money, and he's single. He only has his family and a, a few friends, and his, is own his family on the street with him. No, 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 no. Okay. It's just him. But he has his family when he was very wealthy, and he realized. The more money he made, nothing changed in his life. He might have bought more materialistic items, but his life wasn't the same. And so he decided to empty out his bank account, sell everything he had pretty much, and then put all of his personal belongings in a storage locker and start from ground zero. So it's like less than less is more. He had so much to gain by losing all of his shit. Yeah. And he put he really put life into perspective and appreciate the journey to really get somewhere. And he challenged himself in twelve months to make a million dollars from zero. Did living he? out in the street. Um, video is, I wouldn't say quite long, but he has some complications in his journey. He has, uh, he redeveloped some of his autoimmune diseases. Uh, he had some health complications, so he moved in back with his parents um, in the last two months, or no, last three months. So he canceled his project because he was having a lot of mental health issues. But he made a lot of money. And he did finish, I think he did finish his project in the end. Hmm. When did he start it? When did he start it? Yeah. Like in what year or just... Yeah, like what year? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was within the past... Oh, it was during it was during COVID, like the prime of COVID. So I believe it was in the start of 2020 or 2021. I can't have these in front of me. Yes, but he did it during a very hard time where he realized a lot of people were very unfortunate had a lot of downfalls in their life so he decided to put his life into perspective we're good but he was i found that very interesting i sent in the group chat but yeah i'm sorry i didn't watch it yeah marco you should be very disappointed i hate myself it was just something i find like sometimes i'll send videos in the group chat that are very intriguing to me mm -hmm. i watched that one where it was like the the music video from the shack yeah that one we didn't even talk about that movie yet i know and andrew watched it too yeah that, we, we that, can, this is a movie that we'll continue talking about throughout our lives. I will, I will watch that again. Me that, too, man. I will be honest. I was I got emotional during some parts that where the song played, where he had it. Uh, he was brought to his daughter and they wrapped her in white cloth. And, oh, Jesus showed him his daughter. His yeah, daughter. And they brought him back to the shed where the where he made uh, a coffin for her, mm -hmm. like a tomb, and that was when that song was playing. And I looked it up, and I listened to the whole thing, and it was very emotional. You want to know why I was crying? Why? Because 
I I just watch as Jesus started like playing with the kids. I just imagine Jesus doing that, like so long ago. Yeah. And just how beautiful that is, yeah. like like a man playing with children. Yeah. You know. The the two things that got me were, when he found, um, his daughter, and on the way walking back, he kept mumbling. He's like, "I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you." As he's weeping, and then in the cave, before that. He was, he was being the judge, and mm-hmm. it was it was going over a lot of things that were very, re- really relative to my life, but it was like the judgment aspect of judging other people before you judge yourself, and justifying your actions over theirs, was very very eye opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know there was. Uh, I wish my I wish my eyes opened after watching that movie, but something something happened recently. Uh, where, you know, the same same idea. We can talk about it when the mic shut off. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if you have anything to do today. But, yeah. What are you doing right now? I'm looking up the, the judgment scene. Mm. Yeah, there's a good scene where he's put in the position of God. Yeah, and he's being the judge. And then he has to pick between either his son or daughter who gets to go to hell and who gets to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't do that. Take my life. This Take movie is called now. The Shack. It is very very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very hard to explain because it's mostly what you can perceive out of it, but it's a very good movie. Well, it's everything that we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, just to give the listeners something to go off of. It's everything that we're talking about. Uh, like less is more. Uh, don't be resentful. Don't be arrogant. That kind of thing. Yeah, very good movie. Mm. And the quote I sent you, that you you mentioned to me before, mm-hmm. and that I sent back to you, was this. Um, where is it? So this is this is where, um, I th- I forget which scene it was, but after he sits down with God, and he says, "Please forgive me, Papa." Yeah, Papa. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Please forgive me," of, the anger that he's presented towards, Papa. And Papa says, just because I work incredible good out of unspeakable tragedies doesn't mean I orchest- orchestrate the tragedies. Which is very true. Oh, yeah. That's it's my favorite well one. Mm-hmm. But, and that hit me. I wrote that down in my notepad. Yeah. That was very that, good. Yeah. There's a lot. I, I would watch that movie again. Cause me too. There's, there's so much to take away from it. There's a lot of movies like that. There's this movie called God is Not Dead where uh, it takes place in a university and uh, I think the student is arguing against the teacher who is saying that like God no longer has any merit in this world that kind of thing but uh there was something more to it too I'm gonna look it up I think it's on Netflix I think it has something to do with Nietzsche too God is not dead. After he refuses to disavow his faith, a devout Christian student must prove the existence of God or else college philosopher, philosophy professor will fail him. That's a fucking good plot. And this is only five, five stars on IMBD. I'm sorry, 4.7 out of 10. Looks like a good story.
Got a lot to say, Benjamin. I don't know. I have a mouthful of chips. Uh huh. You have any desire to go on? Um, I think we're coming to an end. Yeah, me too. I mean, we could talk about the shack more, but Andrew's not here. Yeah, I'd like to hear what he has to say. But yeah, me too. But I think this is a. I think this is where we end it. Mm-hmm. For um, our uh, our family reunion of the ducks. Yes, the ducks. We need Anthony and Dom. We need five on the podcast. That but. happens once every blue moon. Happened only one. Only one blue moon has occurred to us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of blue moons, I wanted to talk to you about blue moons. But first, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta close this podcast. You want me to end it, Marco? Sure, you can end it, Ben. Because I'm the special guest that yes. hasn't been on in four months. Mm-hmm. Or not four months. Four, four episodes. Four episodes. <laughs> four episodes. Few weeks. Feels like four months. Yeah. So this is it for uh, episode twenty-one on Ducks on the Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a enjoy the rest of your week. Safe travels. Mm-hmm.